Hi, After Buzzers. You're listening to the Incorporated After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> A little garbage for the day. Welcome to the Incorporated After Show, Season 1, Episode 4, Cost Containment. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twister. Twister, yes. Twitter. Twister. Someday, Twitter and Instagram at Adams Adrian Snow. That's M S E D R I N S N O W. And here's my co host. Hey, I'm Chris Howard. You can reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram and maybe Twister one day. Twister one that day. Sounds like a, I'm calling it. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I wonder when that's probably going to be a dating app. Oh, <laughs> probably. <God. laughs> All right, so uh, we're reviewing season four, cost, or episode four, Cost Containment. I'm all tongue tied today. Uh, <laughs> so, what were your first thoughts? That's not coming from my. Uh... You guys have one of your phones open. Uh, is that your uh, that's my phone that's broadcasting simultaneously? You just like hearing yourself, Chris. Right? I think that's it. The funny thing is, I turned it off right when we started, and then and, <laughs> and then it was then like, "What the hell is going on?" And then it was no talking worries. to us. Yeah, no but, worries. I was like, "That's not me." So you just um, get it twice the fun when you hear that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. You, so were, you were saying uh, first, uh, just your first thoughts on this episode. First thoughts on the episode. Mm-hmm. You know what? I really like the series. I enjoy the series. So mm-hmm. the. Uh, uh, I, I you know I, I cheated a little bit because they sent us the promo pack, so I watched five episodes ahead. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of play dumb sometimes. But I I went back and watched this episode again, and this you know, it's building and building and building. So um, I'm only one ahead of it. But yeah, I'll keep my I'll keep it I'll keep restrained. But I love the episode. I like the. Uh, I like the introduction of Elena to the past and, and how they really uh, grew up and seeing that, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seeing the the progression of things. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, you kind of get an idea of, of how they ended up where they are now. Just like a hint of it, the start of it. Right. Uh, so that was nice to see as well. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I've kind of been um, complaining about like the show maybe not having enough. I don't feel like I have enough Diversity. investment. Uh, well, I mean, investment in the characters, right. uh, just in terms of how they've been written. But this show kind of helped me. It fleshed them out a little bit more, which I appreciated. Right. Uh, so we actually started with a really interesting commentary. I, I like, do I do hear what you're saying, though. If it's too one-dimensional, it's hard to get into. Yeah, and it's just hard to, like, because they're dealing with a lot of big topics. And so if the, if the ca- characters aren't there in terms of strength, then it's hard to stay right. in the show. Right. And we are seeing some more of that. Yeah, yeah we are. So that's good. Um, but we started with, like, a really interesting commentary on just, like, where the United States is in 2074 with the Third World commercial of, like, <laughs> it's been set in China. How was that? I thought that was great because I think that's something that uh, I, I think present day Americans never consider that, that 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 is always a possibility. No matter how big you are, you can always get to a point where you are considered and quote unquote a third world country because it's something that third, the, the whole idea of first world, third world is very much an American United States type of thing to say anyway. So right, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was really great to see like, Oh, that's like how it could be on the other side. And I thought that was uh, delightful. They put that in there. Um, but that kind of opens it up. It's to, reality based though. It's like, uh, yeah, you know? I mean, it's, it's very structured off of like the, any type of commercial you'll see where they're talking about children in Africa or, you know, they're talking about any type of poverty stricken country. Uh, so if that was, if that is like the direction America goes, and right. the same commercials will apply to us, so I thought sure. that was really great. Um, but we do start with Ben and Laura, and they are having a baby. 
Um, I also watched the promo, so I was a little disappointed because I didn't actually get to see like, <laughs> like uh, how the baby looked because the the, the uh, specs weren't there yet. But right. just in terms of that of that relationship and of Finn's decision to go on male birth control, what were your thoughts on that? That's wild. Okay, I didn't even I didn't even pick up the male birth control part, but I think uh, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I think yeah. men have to take responsibility somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's. Um... I think I think that's uh, that's a real deal. They're like I think they're really coming up with male birth control right now too. Oh, uh, they just... actually have started test trials for male birth control. How's it working? <laughs> um, they actually <laughs> they stopped the trials because it was making the men too depressed. And you know, as a woman, as I'm like, women, well, yeah, I've been dealing with that birth forever. Because yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> birth control messes with your hormones. So, but. Um, yeah, so they they they've kind of stopped it for a little bit, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Maybe maybe in twenty twenty, interesting, it'll come back. But Certainly like, by twenty seventy four. Oh yes, by twenty seventy four, it'll definitely <laughs> be around. Um, but in any case, so just the whole idea of like him deciding to go through with the baby, but also kind of knowing that he's still going to uh, pursue this lead on Elena that she is still alive, which we discovered at the end of last episode. Right. Uh, how did you feel about the whole idea of him, kind of? hiding this this big thing from uh laura and proceeding to have the baby like they go to the hospital they have the test done she discovers that he kind of he's a little bit of a lie uh or he gives a little bit of truth about how he's well how he got malaria and lead poisoning and all that so yeah no i think it's um i well i mean it's all a farce right like he's there because he wants to get up to the 40th floor and Mm -hmm. he's uh so the relationship is pretty much a sham like mm-hmm. if i were in laura's position if, if the thing is she doesn't know so yeah uh he's he's playing her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's playing everybody there so how do i feel about it i mean i well, just in, it's, in it, the context of this episode so in terms of like the, with the baby and the well, yeah. i just think it's i mean but even just within the context of this episode i think it's uh it's hard to feel real sympathetic for him yeah because he's playing, uh, he's playing his wife. She looks like a nice enough gal, you know. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's tough to be. And she wants to have a baby, and she's in love, mm-hmm. and he's really not. Well, I don't know if he's not in love. I, I would say. Well, I should say this. I don't think he doesn't not love her. He may not feel strongly for her. <laughs> I think. Like he may not be romantically in love with her, but he does have like. A love and a care for her. He doesn't yeah, he necessarily, cares. you know, decide to take birth control behind her back easily. Like, yes, it's something he's going to do, but episode before, he was all gung-ho for her, like, okay, well, then I'll have the baby and, and mm. that'll be my life, before he realized Elena was still Before he thought around. there was a chance of the other one. Yes. Yeah, so he's yeah. kind of like, he's not going to let her walk in front of a bus. He cares about her, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he does have a... I mean, trust me, I've never been on Ben's side when it comes to the Laura and Ben relationship. I'm like, <laughs> Does divorce still exist? How can she get out of this? Um, but he would be stupid to divorce her because she's she's his meal ticket. He's, she's, you know, if Elena never comes to fruition, if nothing ever happens with Elena, he's at least got his place mm-hmm. in the company. Well, I think even if they were to get divorced, he would still have a, a place in the company. It is difficult because his, her mom is uh, essentially like the CEO of the company. Right. But it seems like how the company is set up, how... Uh, Speaker is set up is that anyone is replaceable. So I don't think she's necessarily his meal ticket. Like she's certainly helpful to have on his side, but at the end of the day, like if 
she decides she wants to leave him. And that's why I'm, always, I'm so curious as to, like, how that does work. Like, can right. people get divorced? That's like, what, what I was going to say. Have we seen um, any divorced people? I don't think we have yet. We haven't seen any. Well, no, we haven't seen any divorced people. I think Elizabeth, her mom, is widowed. And, and I don't think Julian, um, Dennis Haber's mm-hmm. character, is um, married. So, or so are you either dead or, uh, you know, because, like, she's widowed. I wonder how. Yeah. And when you leave the company, and they, 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 what do they do? They're non-disclosures. It looks they're like they're... NDA, yeah. Yeah. What's that? Killing them or wiping their memory or one or the other? Either or, I think. Yeah, either or. <laughs> um, whichever. Yeah, whichever one works. <laughs> no, because I, well, I, I don't think Roger's married. No, he's not married. So it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, well... Um, you, I don't think you necessarily have to be married to be in the company. But what do you do should you want to get out of your marriage? Right. So, uh, But with that said, like, they didn't do too much with Laura this this particular episode. So uh, it was nice to see them kind of, like, touch upon it. But I'm hopefully by next episode they'll flesh her out a little bit more and we can kind of deal with, like, yeah, some I, of her I feel backstory. sorry for her. I mean, she just seems to be, you know, the, I mean, you would hope as... It, she she looks like she's seriously engaged in the relationship, and you'd you'd hope that somebody would be as much in love with mm-hmm. you as you were with them, mm-hmm. and that their motives would be uh, pure. the same. <laughs> yeah, or the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would hope, but I, I guess that, maybe that's not reality. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on on the relationship. I think Ugh. I've I've certainly been in relationships where I felt fully invested, and maybe the other person wasn't, and vice versa. So. Right. If I had been in a relationship where both of us were at the same time fully invested, then I'd probably still be in that relationship. There you go. So, <laughs> so there's so, a reason for everything. There's yeah. a reason for everything. <laughs> this is part of her evolution. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But uh, just to go a little bit further, we go on to Theo. Mm. And Theo is now like the prime fighter for Terrence. And we discover that by being the prime fighter for Terrence, that doesn't mean that you just get to fight, that sometimes you have to be the brawn and you have to kind of go out and, and like hurt a, people. Uh, a goon. A goon, yeah. yeah. So he has to, I can't remember the kid's name, but he has to go after this kid who's just got a basketball scholarship. And so he can get out of the green zone, or out of the red zone finally, and he has to break his leg because I, I don't remember quite clearly, but I think he, his parents... Oh, Terrence. Well, it, actually, it was the the kid that would be competing with him wanted to take him out. It's kind of like a Tanya Harding situation. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, I see. So that so Terrence had like a loyalty in that regard. Yeah. So that, that was a. It was nice to see Theo kind of have to to really um, consider whether or not he wanted to to become that person. Kind of the test of his morals, yeah. yeah. And when faced with it, that the the kid was so such a fan of Theo. Such a nice guy. Yeah, and that it kind of it threw him for a bit and then he had to end up um he ended up not originally wanting to do it and wasn't going to do it. Uh which I thought was really nice to see because it's like, well, you don't want to turn Everyone evil, and like, you don't want to think that the circumstances just because you're living in poverty and you're you know that, that that's going to turn you evil. Yeah, people and it have, certainly doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people have choices, and exactly. They are. Yeah, you don't want it to be like a scandal situation where like episode, season three and everyone's evil. But um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's evil on that, on that show. On that show now. I, I watched the first season, loved it, and I can't watch the second. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, everyone's killed doing? somebody by now. Yeah. So they're oh, all bad. perfect. Uh, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> scandal. Um, so he ends up taking the kid out for a drink, and Terrence approaches him. He's like, you have to either hurt this kid or we're going to kill this kid. And so uh, he takes him out into the back and throws some money at him and tells him to run. But I thought this was a really uh, interesting commentary, and let me know what you think about yeah. it. Of 
of well when you're already poor and right. you you really have nowhere to run like what what is he going to do it's not enough money to to really build a whole new life it's not like um it's not like when you're in the red zone you get many opportunities to get out of the red zone right like that scholarship was his way out and we kind of learned that a little bit more when that's we get everything to that's such a big dream he's been working for that's it. such a big he's dream been, yeah. yeah and so if he doesn't have the green zone to go to and he doesn't has, have his family then essentially he has nothing so that's a big choice for him to to say well then go ahead and break my leg because if it's if it's you breaking my leg or not having my family yeah what's the alternative take yeah. this little bit of cash and leave your family exactly. you don't know anybody yeah and you got to live on the run and it's like yeah, yeah. i thought it was a, just a really interesting commentary about like well a lot of times when people are are in hard times, it's like, well, at least I have my family, you right. know? Um, so for uh, the kid, I can't remember his name, the kid to just be like, well, then fine, you're, you're taking away, like, my future, but at least I'll be here with my family. Right. I thought that was a really interesting... It's an interesting choice to say. That, yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, how would you feel if you had this huge, bright future ahead of you? It gets yanked away. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, and then you're given the choice to go live with a few bucks i i think he probably made the the choice that he'd have to make yeah know? i mean because it's not like that he money he will make his life any better back. if he fights back they're gonna come and get him he has yeah. no chance he has no chance yeah. it's either you you go on the run and even if you go on the run you have nothing if you if you stay but you you take off they'll probably kill you right. so you have to have your leg be broken so you can at least have your family which i thought was just why couldn't he I'm pretend? Why do you say, I'll, I'll t- give me the money, I'll put a cast on, and then let's pretend. I, I wish. Yeah. You know, I I don't think Terrence would let that fly. I think yeah. he'd be like, I need to make sure that his leg's broken. So, yeah. But just the, the shock of him of him breaking the leg was, like, really rough, because it was a very, right. It's ra- well, my um, old self-defense instructor was like, should you ever be attacked? <laughs> like, uh, break the leg. He's like, kick a kneecap. He's like, you kick a kneecap, it'll... Automatically snap the legs, so now everyone knows it's a real thing you can do. <laughs> Kick a kneecap. Kick yeah. the kneecap. Really hard. Um, <laughs> they won't be running after you. Uh, so that was just like a little side note on Theo, but I think that the biggest chunk I wanted to get to, um, well, hmm. actually, let's go to Roger, and then we'll get to Elena, because Elena, I think, had the biggest storyline. Yeah. So we meet Roger's father, which is lightly referenced in... The previous episode that he's a colonel, right. they come from money, and now he's in charge of like um, his father's in charge of a company that has dealings with Spiga, mm-hmm. and so Roger goes to him in order to get information on Elena because he wants to hold this over uh, Ben slash Aaron's head, right? Um, and uh, he. My brain's starting to go like, I don't want to remember anymore. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, don't do this. Not right now. Uh, So, but Roger's father, of course, like, I think everyone here has like a a motive in in the green zone. Mm. He's like, I'll be more than happy to get the information on her and I'll even bring her to you. As long as you get uh, your brother to agree to go to um, a a place called Windrush? Windrush? Uh, a school, basically like a, a living situation because he's, um, uh, has a, they say, a mental injury. So that, yeah, he has yeah. Mis- yeah. And so his amygdala is basically been damaged. And so he's, he's almost kind of 
autistic in a sense because he doesn't right. really make eye contact. He's he likes uh, uniformity and, and wasn't that through the attempted engineering of the child? Um, I don't think. I thought they tried to uh, they tried to engineer him and uh, in in birth. This is I think actually they have another son. So um, I'm blanking on this particular son's name, but. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell, so Mitchell, the middle, the middle child, uh, I think he's Roger's, like, blood brother. Got and it. then, uh, they have a, they have a, basically, Adam is the other son that the colonel had with his new wife that has been genetically engineered. Right. So, okay. I'm not sure if Mitchell is, I wasn't perfectly clear on, like, how he came to be. I know he has a, he has a, it seems like he's had some type of damage or he's been hit in some way that caused that but I, mm. I can't remember exactly what it was um because adam is is basically the link that allows for uh mitchell to agree to go to Windrush as long right. as they because he resents the birth of adam as much as roger does and they both resent their father they both resent their father big time yeah yeah so uh, it was great to to kind of get like a little bit more of a backstory about roger isn't that interesting how they resent their father and laura resents her mother yeah. There's a lot of resentment amongst... There's a lot of parental yeah. resentment in the Green Zone yeah. families. Well, hmm. Interesting. Rich families. <laughs> Rich families. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Maybe there's not enough love. Um, could be. Could be. But we... So we kind of get the... A, oh, a big thing that Roger tried to do was just... Uh, was to pull a move on Hendrick, who he doesn't realize is a good friend of Ben's. Or, sure an acquaintance of Ben's. Uh, and he goes to him to get the, uh, I guess, the file on Elena. So he ends up kind of being uh, blocked off. And it, right. uh, blocked off by Hendrick and finding a great way in for Ben down the road. But um, I don't know. I think overall I really enjoyed just the seeing Roger operate. uh He's interesting. I mean, it's just he's uh, he's got greed, the quest for power, yeah. the ambition, the like a disgusting ambition. Like, uh, yeah, he wants to succeed on his own terms outside of his father because even his father was like, "You could have whatever you wanted if you stay with my business." Right, but he's, he's willing like, to no. do whatever it takes. He'll step on you. He'll, he'll yeah, kill you if he has to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, would he kill? I don't know if he'd kill. Him. He'd eat a rat. He would eat a rat. <laughs> that was stupid of him. But, yeah, so I, I think it was nice to see him explored a little bit. I don't really think they're going to do too much more with him. <laughs> like, I predicted last week they probably should kill him. But, um, <laughs> I, think we'll, I think we'll see him disappear at some point here. Probably. There's um, just no way he can last. But it was nice to kind of see somebody catch Ben. Because up until this point, we haven't really seen... It seemed like Ben had been kind of coasting through for the past mm, six years. He's done pretty well. He's, He's done pretty well. Smooth, and nobody's yeah. really questioned him. So to have Roger come through and, and just kind of blow that all to kind of the him, in yeah. a sense has is, is been great to see. Yeah, that's added some good uh, conflict. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. All right, well, I think the biggest storyline is Elena then. So we kind yeah. of get an idea of how she ended up where she's at, or not necessarily like how she did, but like the door has been opened to that possibility. Right. Um, so she doesn't get the scholarship. 
And that's never really explained as to why. They say, like, basically that, you know, she was she came in second. But even that feels kind of like Kind of contrived. Could be. I mean, she's a pretty young girl. and Yeah. You know. And the one that they send to say that she didn't get it, like, uh, immediately jumps to, like, but we can... But we've got something else. But we've you. got something else. And, you know, you're very pretty. And we can make you property of Spiga if you're <sighs> willing to do it. Um God, could you imagine being in that position? You got your family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that she's going to be sending money to her family. Is that the... Uh, yeah. If so you, she's going to provide for the family. You could pr- provide for the family if you sign the contract. Essentially, right. you'll make all the money. Which is essentially what they do anyway in trafficking and stuff like that, right? So, uh, And sex trafficking? Yeah. Uh, sending money to the family? Well, I mean... If they're nice sex traffickers. <laughs> no. No, not really. <laughs> I mean. I know I, some get involved where they start thinking, well, that's, or they'll do it for that reason. Um, but. Usually yeah, from. Not, I, it's I not mean, the bag over the head. and I don't know too much about sex trafficking. I mm. know. Um, I've only heard very few stories, but usually there's the threat of harm to the family. So right. should you try to run. Uh, we know where your family is. We will go after your family. Or we'll protect your family if you're with us. And there's, you know, we can't guarantee their safety if you're not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of idea. And, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, it depends. There's very different types of sex trafficking. Like, this is something where um, it's not necessarily like these women are being kidnapped in the middle of the night. You know, it's more of a situation of like, your life is so bad right now. We could offer you this, and it could be so much better. And and I think that is a complicated situation to be put in uh, as a woman at that point because a lot of and I, I mean I don't know I don't really I, I'm not I'm speaking generally I don't know uh, in particularly like what it's like to be a prostitute I don't know any prostitutes but right. um, a lot of the time when you get to that point it's because you just need to survive and like and whether that's because you have a family or because you don't feel like you have any other options. Um, so it's real similar, though. It's like it's very it's similar very, in yeah. that mindset of like, well, what else can I do at this point? Right. Uh, so, and didn't they they burn down the father's place? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. Didn't they burn down his place right at the time where all this stuff was going on? Uh, yeah. So the, the of- it, there is a, but we don't know who did that. Yet. We don't know who did it. Yeah. So it could be. As of right now, it's leaning towards it being Tino. Tino, who's the guy who Tino. kind of runs everything. Right. So Ben comes in and, and kind of disrupts that. He he kind of blocks them from getting her, at least at that point, yeah. to sign on the dotted line and become property of the company. Uh, and he basically does that by kind of swinging it like, well, I do work for Tino and I do work for the person around here and you won't make it out alive right, <laughs> if right, you do right. this right now. Yeah. So that was kind of great to see. But it was also nice to see because I wasn't expecting them to... Um, though I, <laughs> this is awful. But <laughs> I, was, I was pleasantly surprised and happy to, to hear Elena speak in Spanish because mm. I wasn't sure if they were going to play with that. Like, I could tell to a certain extent, like, okay, well, these are obviously people of color. Are they going to... Are they going to acknowledge that? Right, right. <laughs> or are they going to leave it up in the air? Like, Ben is obviously, the character, the actor who plays Ben is obviously, like, a person of color. He now, comes where from is he from? He's from uh, uh, he, Croatia or something, did we say? No, 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 no. He's Welsh, but he's also Venezuelan and 
like one other thing I can't remember. But um, so. So do you feel like now? Because I remember we did the first show together, mm-hmm. and you, you, you weren't feeling there was as much diversity in it at that point. Do you, are you feeling more like there's more diversity in it now? Or um, I well, the idea of the, the okay, I will say it's diverse. I don't think it was necessarily that an issue of like it not being diverse so much as it was just of. Um, the way they toy with the diversity, which I, I kind of referenced in episode two or three, mm-hmm. um, there is a weirdness about like how yes, all the people from the green zone, if they've grown up in the green zone, uh, the, at least the people we've been introduced to so far, like the older people, mm-hmm. are white. Uh, Julianne, uh, played by Dennis Haybert, who is black, is is more of like a the t- brawn, the tough yeah, guy, tough guy yeah. has a military background, uh, and then. All the people who live in the red zone, at least for the most part, are either what we would probably consider now uh, like lower lower class. I mean, right. that's what they are. But um, so they have you no have money. people who right. like they're if they're white, then they're the toughest looking white people <laughs> like with the tattoos and everything. If they're and everyone else is a person of color, right, <laughs> like, right, so, right, right, right. So. It, it's still I, see, I didn't. I didn't that, like, I'm not looking through that lens, but I do get how you would see that. And it's like, and, yeah, I, yeah, so it's kind of like I was kind of blind to that, you know? Yeah, so yeah. The, even it's it's a weird, because I was thinking about that when I was driving over. I was like, well, sure, it's diverse, but is it playing with, is it doing diversity of service or is it just kind of reinforcing what we already think of certain my opinion is like the more we get diversity in is doing it as service however it's coming in but i do understand what you're saying wait what was that as the more they bring diversity into the picture because we're saying there's not enough diversity so as it comes more and more into the picture Mm -hmm. it's better but what i'm hearing you say is that it's coming in in a stereotyped way it is coming in a stereotyped way and i am not that surprised because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are the producers on it. So, <laughs> but don't you think they're trying on that front? I, I think there's there's trying, sure, and then there's listening. So if if I were, it, it goes back to just kind of what how at least with Matt Damon in particular has shown himself to behave recently, like with the debate of the Great Wall and him talking about how well. Oh, people are upset because they think that we whitewashed the story of of the Great Wall in China. Well, they kind of did, didn't they? I mean, this. <laughs> so and they're like, "Well, maybe you should see the movie before you know what it's all about." I'm like, "I'm sorry, but like, right. honestly, <laughs> you wouldn't be there at that particular time in history. Right, <laughs> like, right, no way right. it looks like Mike Damon is going to be in China at that particular time in history. That's funny. Like, and if he is, I don't think he's going to be like the leader of anything. <laughs> so, um. I get, I get the, the trying, but I think at this point in 2016, uh, the trying has already happened. <laughs> like we've already been trying. Quit trying and so, get there. Is like, get there. So, you know, if if every time you see, and I'm sure people are gonna be like, well, no, there's there's a black guy in the green zone. And then there's uh, the Middle Eastern dude in the green yeah, zone. There's counter arguments for everything. Sure. Actually, the guy from Inazagi that came in uh, in the last episode. Yeah, was, yeah. the lead guy. He was right. African American, black. Um, but I, it, that's still kind of like 
great. There's always going to be that situation of like in the background, you'll see like a black person in the green zone or you'll see right. somebody who is in the top in the green zone. But we also don't know enough about that guy to say, is he any different from like a Julian? Well, I was going to say it's not it, like because we could say it's not really representative of the, the makeup of the land. Although if you go to Hermosa Beach, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, it's a little bit different from a uh, from a racial perspective as well. Or if you go to. Uh, downtown LA, it's mm-hmm. gonna you get a different mix of people, um, and that could just be a, what's representing reality: uh, good, bad, and different. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. um, without having. Uh, I get it. I mean, I, there's also we don't know quite enough about uh, the actual world yet, so this is all based. Right. In we don't know what's happened, how things have Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, uh, Milwaukee. Like, it's in Milwaukee. All of this is happening in Milwaukee, of all places. Um, and so, well, you should be glad there's no black people there. Well, there are <laughs> Take Milwaukee. Of Take Milwaukee. Black people in Milwaukee right now. Um, no, I think it, it's more of just like I, I'm always going to have that question of like, well, how are you showcasing people of color in television? At this current time, especially right. when you're talking about something in the future. I mean, if you're talking about something in 2074, climate change or not, I mean, a good amount of the United States of America will no longer be white by 2040. Right. So, so there's an assumption of where things are headed mm-hmm. that's like, that's kind of like unspoken assumption, but it's right there in your face. Yeah. Right. If you look at something like Westworld, where there are people of color in Westworld, um, and the whole idea of, of, racial politics isn't really spoken of in Westworld, probably because they're about, I don't even know, 200 years in the future. <laughs> like, and uh, they are androids. So that that's not something that's going to come up, at, at least at this point right. in the season. Yeah. Uh, but they also... So you like the way they away. handle it there? Yeah. Because yeah. you have... I haven't watched Westworld. I, I love the movie, never watched the series. Yeah, yeah you have like the politics gender politics going on but in terms of of the racial politics i I think it's interesting how they've toyed with it they haven't really touched on it as well so it's not really as much a commentary there but when you're talking about people like we are in this in this television show of the idea of uh poverty the one percent and everyone else um then i think that's something you have to kind of toy with and talk about like well okay ben um as, as of right now, as being portrayed as white, but any person of color is going to look at the actor who plays Ben and go, but yeah. <laughs> there's I don't know if he's more being portrayed as white. Like, I haven't seen well, that. Well, his I father was, was a white man. So as of oh, right now, it? all we have, and, his, oh. and him in his youth is played by a white actor. Okay. So all right now we have is him as Got it, a white got man. it, got it, got it. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting, but... But I mean, that's what the whole thing's about is about the divides between green and red and the, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, so and like, how does that play? So it's if, a relevant conversation. It's yeah. a relevant conversation to have. Yes. Especially uh, just knowing it's 2074, how do the politics play at that particular time in the world with the, this episode opening with China doing an ad about American poverty? Like how do the politics of, of race and culture play right. in 2074? And I, I, I would now, love but, to have that explored more, but I also don't anticipate it. But if the corporations took over, which is essentially what's happening in this, mm-hmm. do we think that uh, we would see a continuation of the desire for diversity? Or do we think that the people that uh, are running the corporations might really be 
a bunch of old white guys mm-hmm. that are uh, there for oppression, you know? I mean, at this point, it's it's kind of clear you know that, like... like it, it could be that there was no change in their vision of the future here. Well, if that's the case, I mean, majority of the world yeah. <laughs> like, are people of color. Right. So, <laughs> so should America face, like, a catastrophe and a good amount of its population be wiped out? I mean, you're speaking of... The coastal areas, yeah, if Milwaukee is, like, a major hub for America, it's going to have a, a good amount of white people still there because that's just who happens to live in Wisconsin. Right. And that's understandable. But if... Because we if, don't know how many corporations there are. We know that we hear about Well, we about know the, there's the two. So right. we have Inazaki and Spiga. I think that's it because they tend to be fighting for most yeah. of the land, at They're, least in regards to the United States. Right. Um, or... Uh, or well, no, even Canada is something uh, yeah, that's like. Yeah, I'm trying to remember off. how far I heard them say that they were going to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then they, even in because the, they said that they were uh, under attack in Micronesia, I think. Yeah, so they are kind of toying with that whole idea yeah, of 1984, like how we don't quite know how the world is situated at this time. We know that, like, yeah, we do see um, the the ad, and if it's not. Chinese. I apologize. I don't know uh, if it's Japanese. We're not okay, going to call cool. you racist. Don't worry. Uh, thank you. I'm, I apologize. I just don't know. Uh, the Asian, the Asian language, um, and the commercial. But does that mean that if it's China, is is China just China, or is China now? In a zoggy, uh, or... Is China now like China and? Uh, the Middle East and Russia and Europe. Like, yeah. so how how do they work now? Because it's kind Got of it. toyed with in 1984 of like, well... Because we're not talking the about the same States countries. This part. Exactly. We're not talking about the countries. We're talking about these corporations. corporations. So that's just something to, to question as well. Mm. But to get back to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's uh, interesting stuff, up, you know? It's yeah, like, it's um, interesting stuff. Uh, with Elena... Um, I forgot where we left off. So wow. she, doesn't, she doesn't end up signing with... Uh, the woman to become a prostitute. But we also kind of get just a better understanding of like how money works in in this particular mm-hmm. world with Ben taking young Theo to, to go do the scam. And just how uh, how easy that was to scam $20,000 off of that guy in a truck. But I didn't quite, did you quite understand like how that worked? So it was the conversion rate and if you happen to go in with they a were amount of money it, right. then the conversion rate hit yeah if the conversion rate hit high for US dollars in that moment and you were trading it in for euros and you got a certain amount of euros you got like the that. yeah you got the I think it's just like trading currency now but they were setting it up somehow yeah so, yeah. so and it almost seems as if maybe they were fixing the machine well no he was scanning he was scanning the machine so basically when he turned in the American dollars he got Euros, but he made the cost of the something spiked dollar right? something. Yeah. I think the euro spiked, so it ended, he ended up getting more for his. I don't right. I don't unless I'm going to Europe. I don't think about it's like cur- it's like currency trading in, yeah. in real life. Uh, yeah. The only thing was somehow they either knew it was going to spike mm-hmm. or they fixed it to spike. He did. For he a fixed moment. it at a yeah. certain time to spike. But I thought was what was really interesting is that uh, there was no sense that like you. 
because it's Milwaukee, you had to have American dollars anymore. Like it was like, as long as you have this type of money, it's worth this at this certain moment. That's interesting. Cause yeah, somebody, I, there was another scene where the girl scout had come Mm -hmm. to the house and she says, we'll take anything. American dollars. We'll take yen. We'll take whatever you got. Exactly. So I thought that was very interesting that that whole idea of how we set up currency now, it's kind of been broken down. Right. So it's like, well, what do you have? That's going to work. That works that way in some in some other countries, and in certain countries, they'll take whatever you got, you know, yeah. uh, within reason. Within reason, <laughs> as long as it's worth something. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I have like you know twenty euros in, in a different country, they'll be like, "Well, we'll take it." We'll take it. Yeah, much. but it's, yeah. Um, so that was a, a nice little touch to see that, and then we it ties all the way back to Ben going to Elena, being like, "Here, here's twenty thousand dollars. You can you don't have to go off and and." join the company you don't have to worry about not making your rent your family's taken care of and it ends up she gets the scholarship because right. the person cheated yeah so i thought that i i don't know i felt like that was kind of an unnecessary button to hit yeah not necessarily especially yeah, it knowing like what happened right after doesn't with, follow like, the plot line it yeah. doesn't follow the plot yeah. line you don't really need it 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 was like this this one moment to see if like she would run off with him or if she would stay and he's like, Well, if you got the scholarship then you have to stay, like don't run off. But and then right after that, they, their their entire restaurant gets firebombed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of like a, oh, okay, well that's where um now we kind of have a, a better understanding of like at least when I saw it, I was like, Okay, well Elena is probably gonna go and get that money because even the money that she could have used to to pay for her father's restaurant has now been burned. Right. So that's why she does it. In any case, um, that ties back a little bit to Roger because we see. Now, do we get the sense? Do we get the sense that Ben's in love with her? With Elena? Yeah. Yeah, they're in uh, a relationship. It's pretty clear. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, they don't talk too much about it, but even when, well, no, that's skipping ahead. Never mind. So, <laughs> uh, never mind. We'll get there next week. Uh, but. It ties back a little bit to Roger because he's kind of having all of this as a flashback, Ben is, when Roger finally goes to his father and is like, okay, I want to meet Elena. And the last shot we see is finally of Ben having confirmation, you know, like face-to-face confirmation that this is Elena. Right. So I guess on that note, I think we can go ahead into predictions. Predictions? We've gotten the whole episode. Oh, my gosh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right, you're up. I'm up. Mm-hmm. Predictions, man, this is a tough one because you know I'm trying to think of all the different directions that this show could go. Because mm-hmm. I mean, once you know what's going to happen to the relationship with uh, Ben and Laura, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with his status with the company, mm-hmm. with everything else now that Elena's entering the it picture, is in play, yeah, yeah. So because uh, it really has the potential of changing the entire arc and direction of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just pull one out of the air uh, and uh, by that uh, he gets found out and they go on the run. <laughs> I hope not. Where's he going to run? He's in Milwaukee. Yeah, but uh, he's going to run with Elena. I think Roger's got to go. I do think that. And then also I feel I feel like it's really going to come down to if what Elizabeth does. So I think if Ben is found out, it's going to be Elizabeth having like a power play to, to either 
keep him safe or not keep him safe for the benefit of her daughter and unborn child. Because I think it's going to really come down to how divorce works. (laughs) And if there isn't... If there isn't divorce, like, then what if he is, because they already kind of, like, toyed with this. Like, if he is shunned or if he is in any way put out, then that's a risk for Laura. And Elizabeth's not going to want that. So uh, if there's no divorce and he ends up being found out, then I think Elizabeth I don't know. I think if they found out, I think Elizabeth would come down on him rather than trying to protect him. I don't think she would come down on him only because she wouldn't want Laura to be affected. Because if it, Uh. because if in any way... Like, they decide that Laura had some input or helped him. And they could just do that. They could just say, well, she obviously helped him. How huh. could she live with this man for all these years and, and not know? Then that, that puts her in a position. So it's probably going to come down to, like, Elizabeth versus Julian. Because Julian's already suspicious. Interesting. And I don't think he cares enough about either right. him, Elizabeth or Laura. Yeah. <laughs> to let that stop them. What's interesting, though, about him is that uh, Julian's a security tough guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, What's interesting about him is he seems to have some caring in him, uh, like when yeah. he goes to see the family of the yeah. dead uh, prostitute. Yeah, he goes in person. Yeah, yeah. He seems to have a a heart, and it, it's that's just interesting to see like how the generation dynamics play out. So, because it's clear that Julian and Elizabeth remember a time before the Green Zone Red Zone, because right. if, we also know that Ben only started to actually live through as a refugee when he was twelve. So. We'll see how they play with that. I would like a little bit more just kind of worldview in the show. I think that's my uh-huh. biggest thing. It's like if they can blow up the world a little bit more so I can understand like how things work and how they used to work. Right. I think that would be better. But there All right. Go. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Incorporated After Show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. And Chris, where can And that's not you? even a stage name. Snow's her real last name. name. <laughs> I'm Chris Howard. Reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and as always, 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 please rate, subscribe on Apple, YouTube, you know, whatever thing, uh, MapQuest. MapQuest, we're not on MapQuest. I'm just joking, you guys. (laughs) All right, so thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 